Oh! Dylan. Yes. Fucking George Lucas. What about him? Oh, no. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. So, I got Disney Plus because it was free with my cell phone thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll watch it. And I, nice. So, I watched, and I watched The Mandalorian. And I loved it. Yeah, you, you, me you, too. You watched both episodes, right? Part one and part two so as far? As soon as I could, yes. So good. So fucking good. John Favreau is just crushing it mm-hmm. with Baby Yoda, because mm-hmm. how can you not love little Baby Yoda? That's adorable. I saw Boba Fett. You convinced me that. It, he's there. That you did. He's there. I'm really fucking jazzed about it. So then I'm... But, you know, then I'm looking through my Disney Plus, and I'm like, "What else can I watch?" And I watched Endgame. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, that was that was a movie." I watched Ant Man last night. Ant Man was I thought Ant Man was good because well, really anything Paul Rudd does is great. I fell asleep trying to watch it twice. And this, really, this time I I was eating, so you know I was engaged, hmm. and I can't believe I fell asleep the first two times. No shit. Because yeah. like I I had no problem keeping my keep my attention on Ant Man. I thought it was a really good movie. Because you know Paul, I you know, like I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. He's just you know. Stupid funny. Mm-hmm. I, I met him uh, actually. Um, there was a movie he did with uh, with David Wayne, um, Wet Hot American Summer. Have you ever seen it? I never have. It's it's a great flick. It's like a it's a spoof of those eighties summer camp coming of age type movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the it's the it's the original cast of The State, which was a sketch comedy show on oh, on, yeah. on on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul Rudd's in it, and um, Kristen Stewart, right? The I don't know. Elizabeth, no, Elizabeth Banks. That's, oh, I love her. There's so many blonde ladies in, in show business. I get them mixed up. But uh, I met him at at they did um, they did a screening of it. It, it. it it went out in theaters and it bombed, and then it got this cult following and in DVD sales, and and, and they oh. and they. So they went and did like screenings of it in in the village, and I went with uh, with my with my with my ex girlfriend Erin Tierney, sweet girl, and, and we we shared our love of this movie, and we went to see this movie, and uh, so I got like I got uh, David Wayne's autograph, Michael Showalter's autograph, but ah. Paul Rudd was there, huh. and I got I, I got to, I, I didn't get his autograph, but I I got to shake his hand and say I love this movie, and you. Like, because the only thing I'd seen him in before was Clueless. I was like, "You changed oh, my." Yeah. I said, "I said you changed my mind about you." Because <laughs> like all I'd seen was Clueless. How did he take? And it? I was like, he, he laughed. <laughs> no, he laughed. Because <laughs> like you know, it was the only other time I'd seen him in anything. I didn't watch Friends, um, and this movie was made after he was on Friends. Like I like you know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I didn't watch Friends. I didn't give a shit. Um, it, that, that whole that whole show really you know really made no sense to me because like there's no way in fucking hell any of those people could afford those apartments. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, there's no way those places were gorgeous. Yeah, they were. And, and what? Oh, she's she's a waitress at a coffee shop. No fucking way she's affording this place. <laughs> she lives in a shoebox below a payless, like <laughs> under above another payless. <laughs> You know, there's no way. There's no way. But we're getting off topic because I really, I'm still, I'm really mad at George Lucas. I'm really. Tell me about it. I'm really fucking mad at George Lucas because I watched, since I have, you know, since I have Disney Plus, I decided I was going to watch Star Wars in chronological order. Mm -hmm. Episode one, episode two, episode three, 
and then the actual movies, <laughs> and and I'm watching episodes one, two, and three, and they're just as awful as I remember. And I was like, you know, just it's it's, it's you know I'm nonplussed by any of it, any of it. It's yeah, yeah. crap. It's like the script is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I it just blew my mind. And then but I got infuriated watching episode four with this McClunky debacle. Oh. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking and, about. And if you're listening to this and you're and you're a nerd like us, you you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about because he once again tried to ruin the whole Han Solo Greedo <laughs> interaction. It's so stupid. But it, the thing that really pisses me off, George Lucas and and Steven Spielberg campaigned heavily like they were they went in front of congress in the 80s in the late 80s to stop ted turner from colorizing old movies he was going to colorize like an entire catalog of old films Hmm. and 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 you know change them forever by colorizing the movies you know taking these old black and white pictures and putting them in color and and it was it was Coppola, it was Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas. It was I don't think I don't think Spielberg was on with that. But anyway, um, they campaigned to stop Ted Turner from changing these movies, keep them the way they were meant to be seen, keep them black and white, keep them original. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to you know. I don't know. I guess George Lucas looked at his checking account. And he was like down to like half a billion, and he was like, "Oh fuck, I need money. We're gonna re-release everything. We're, we're gonna add more fucking, uh, you know, uh, what were those uh, the Dubax? Dubax, the fucking lizard things in Episode Four. Mm-hmm. We're gonna add more Ewoks, and we're gonna change everything. And I'm watching, like, you know, and I, 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 I stood in line to watch. The special edition of four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. I was so fucking pissed because a it looked like crap. <laughs> it did nothing to enhance the story, but especially with episode four, mm-hmm. Han shot first. Han didn't wait. Han Solo didn't wait. No, we all know to, that. To, to, for for Greedo to 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 even have the thought of of. of Pulling the trigger, yeah. he just shot him. He had a gun pointed at him. Yeah. He had a gun pointed at him for a solid conversation, and he waited for his moment to shoot the guy who had a gun pointed at him. He shot first. Yeah, and he changed it in that special edition, and it was the shittiest, like, like mouse dragging, Ugh. like, like pulling Han Solo's torso to the side. I can see it now. It's 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 traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> really, it, it it fucked me up. And then watching it again. On Disney Plus, McClunky, and it's zoomed in and it, grainy, and like, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> and and like, what is like? You just like, it's like he just went and invented a word in Greedo's language. <laughs> McClunky. What does it even mean? It means nothing. It, it's like it's it's it sounds There's like no it sounds like the, like the last name of a janitor. <laughs> like oh oh no, Timmy Timmy threw up in woodshop. It's okay. We'll just get Mr. McClunky to come clean it up. This <laughs> <laughs> is so. I was. I, I and I know this isn't really the platform to talk about stuff like this because this is not what the podcast is about. But I, I had to say something. We were feeling something here. <sighs> this is current events. This is. It's happening in real time. 
I'm I, I'm actually more upset about McClunky than I am with Donald Trump this week. Oh, jeez. Just just to give it some context. Just to really give it some context well, of how this fucked with my day. I think uh, I think our guest tonight is going to make you feel a lot better. I have no doubt in my heart that that you are absolutely right because Mary Bird is coming in and she is truly a fantastic human being and I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing all the open mics I'm doing if if Mary didn't give me my foot in the door and mm. and introduce me to some really really great spots and uh, and help me out immensely like you know I wouldn't you know I I I said this so many times I wouldn't be who I am without without my friends and my family and and Mary Bird has proven herself to be one of the truest best friends I've ever had because she just within weeks of knowing her we were we clicked and and we worked together and it was and every time we've gotten to work together it's always been a treat wow. the, the, the few times we got the jam together are will they'll always stick out in my head and uh and yeah i wouldn't i, I wouldn't have my poor henry's open mic with without without mary it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be the same thing if mary and i weren't doing it um and with that being said we're going to start the show with Miss Marybird coming in the door. Marybird's here. What's up? Yay, Mary Bird, one of my favorite <laughs> people in the whole wide world is Aww, here. This is great. I'm so glad you made it into the show. I'm so glad I'm here too. Oh man. And we we scheduled this perfectly because you have an open mic to go to, like right after this interview. I do indeed. So I'm actually gonna be working with with a stopwatch just so I don't waste any time. <laughs> <laughs> time is precious in this racket. It is, it is. So true. These oh, things man. get scheduled very, very carefully. I remember I remember I met you. Uh, after seeing your sticker everywhere, like on the back of every stop sign and one-way sign in Morristown, I'd see this caricature of you. And then, uh, like a few months later, I was at Fifty Four Main. Yeah, Fifty Four Main. Yep. And you were playing with Kathy. Mm-hmm. And was it? It was Pete. I think on... it might have been a Mingo night. Actually, I think it might have been a Mingo jam, and we were all there hanging out. I don't think Mingo was there. It was oh, you, Pete, okay. and Kathy. Could have been. And. Uh, that's well, happened. I walked in and I, I just took one look at you. I'm like, it's the girl from the sticker. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this because it just it it really was. It's a great likeness of you. It really does project everything that you are in this little cartoon version of you. My my buddy uh, Mike Sanchez drew that. Uh, he actually drew my whole old band, um, and he uh, used to animate on Blues Clues. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Team Umi Zumi, a whole bunch of different kids programs that right he on. used to animate on, and now. He uh, is in Pittsburgh and he designs video games. Wow! wow. But that's where that—that's where that cartoon came from. That's so awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. So, because um, you have a musical family, I do. I and, do indeed. And you have a big family. I do indeed. So, how, it's, how, how many? Uh, how many of there are you? There are six <laughs> of us in the siblings that I call my own. Uh, my sister Chrissy, myself, uh, my brother Jim, my sister Peggy, my sister Kathy, and my brother Michael. The baby bird. The baby bird. <laughs> was given that name up in the Adirondacks, actually. It's uh, fitting. Yep, yep. We were up there. Uh, a bunch of us were kayaking, and uh, he was he'd, had fallen behind the group. And my friend Jean's looking around. She's like, 
where'd that little baby bird go? And he comes paddling around the corner, tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> and it's stuck. And you guys, and you, and you all play. For the, right, like for the most part, um, my sister Chrissy's been busy raising babies the mm-hmm. last couple of years, so she hasn't come out so much. Um, she used to sing harmonies with me a bunch, and my brother Jim, uh, he's uh, he used to keep a guitar around to break out um, November rain to impress chicks. Oh, right. that'll do it every time. Or maybe yeah. piano, that's, that's he would do that. One. But yeah, he uh, he's he's musically inclined, but doesn't really do so much with it. <laughs> Every t- I've been to a couple of weddings where the bride walks down the aisle to to the piano part of the November Rain, and I'm like, "Did you see the video? Like this, this isn't a, this is not a wedding song it's like, not a at, wedding all. Song at all." <laughs> yeah, we played a wedding song the other day, uh, a wedding. Uh, my friend Seth and I. It was uh, at the as some uh, the Berkeley uh, in Asbury Park, and the song that the bridal party walked down to was. Uh, there's a song about smoking weed. <laughs> we were just, we were like, "That's this, fair. This is hilarious. This <laughs> that's, is great. That's, that's good. Yeah. You know, that's that's a happy song. It's a happy oh, yeah. ending song. Some of my favorite wedding ones I've done. Um, I did a wedding this May, and they picked. Um, She's got a way about her for the bride to uh, walk down, beautiful. which is lovely. And then for their recessional, they picked "So Happy Together" by the Turtles. I was like, "That's so good. Mm, that is brilliant. Yeah. And it's made its way into my set list. And every time I break that out of bar, people are like, "Oh God, I love this." <laughs> I forgot all about it. Right? No, it's it's, it's funny because yep, that's happened to me on a few occasions. You know, songs that you know for for weddings or private parties that I have to you, know, you have to learn this song, mm-hmm. and then I they just work their way into the set. And I, well, yeah, it's like, I, like you I didn't the realize they even love this song. Like mm-hmm. like but now I now that I've spent the time on it, I do really enjoy this cover. And like you know, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So yep. where where'd you go to school? I went to grammar school for a little while. Hey, I'm showing my age. I just called it grammar school. <laughs> Kids today don't even know what that means. But I went to St. Mary's in Denville from kindergarten through fourth grade. Then I was actually homeschooled through my freshman year of high school. And then I went back and finished and graduated at Morris Catholic. Morris Catholic. Right yes. on. 1994. Word up. Hmm. You may not have been alive yet. I was. I was nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> He's just on the cusp. <laughs> that that was about ten years after my mom graduated from Morris Catholic. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Nice, awesome. I've got a lot. Of, I've, got, I've got a lot of friends that went to, that went to Morris Catholic. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Me too. And, yeah, and tiny little school, uh, but it's yeah, it's somehow everybody knows somebody that went there. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, uh, my friend Mike Alexander, who I work with a lot, he va- mandolin virtuoso. Yeah, he's great and amazing. Keep, I mean, everything. He's he's incredible. But he uh, he graduated from Morris Catholic with my little sister hmm. a couple of years after I did. That's fun. Yeah. Wow. Did you do? Um, did you? And uh, was music something you did in in high school? Like, did you take like 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 you know? I didn't like take any lessons. Like I got into music actually. I used to go to right around the corner from here. Actually, St. Virgil's in Morris Plains yep. had a youth group called Antioch. Yeah, and I was part of the music ministry, and that's where I started playing the guitar. Okay, and then I just kind of stuck with it. I went. I, I did the Antioch thing for a bit. Um, I did. I I, I kind of walked away from the church after a while, but I went. I went through Antioch, and it was like. Yep. It was like, you know, oh, there's there's girls here. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll no, go, that's why I'll, I learned I'll the guitar. Go to there. I had a crush on the other boy that played guitar. Exactly. So that's right. <laughs> Never got the boy, but the guitar stuck. So right. <laughs> I you feel like got, I made out better. You got something out of it. I got to sure. get into the deal. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so like, what, like, what, how old were you when you started playing out? Um, 
Well, shortly, it was high school I started playing out. I started getting into the music uh, during the Antioch time, and then I started learning songs that were not religious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, one of my first cover songs that I ever learned was uh, He Said by Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. Uh, oh, Joey by Concrete Blonde was another early one. Uh, Blind Melon, oh, What's Up by the Four Non Blondes. The nineties were so good. The music was so freaking good. I still good. play all those songs. Yeah, they, I still play they're all still those good. Songs. Like, yeah, people lose it whenever you pull out a nineties song. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. You know, my, buddy, my buddy Tommy has a whole band called Nineties Night, and yep. that's all they do. Like they play Britney Spears. <laughs> And they'll play Limp Biscuit, <laughs> and like, like they hit everything. They go from 1990 to 1999. They play everything, wow. and it's and it's just these four like you know overweight middle aged guys. And they'll play and they'll do Britney Spears, and they'll all put on blonde pigtail wigs <laughs> for that one uh, song. So just for that fun. one song, just throw the wigs on, do it, and then they throw <laughs> the wigs off and they go into Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the greatest Britney Spears covers I ever heard was um, I don't know if you're familiar with Nickel Creek. Yeah, the yeah. band. They did Toxic with like you know that fiddle thing in yeah. there. Oh, so wow. good, oh, so wow. good, so good. Yeah, that's worth looking up. Wow, I gotta check that out. I love, <laughs> I love Nickel. Those guys <laughs> are really great good. Too. Those guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when did you meet? Uh, when did you meet Mingo? I met Mingo um, early '90s, probably. Well, maybe maybe mid to late '90s. I was uh, not playing much that at that time. I was just kind of doing open mics, and my music was a side thing. I was working in the good old Rockaway Mall, uh, where I worked for way too long. Where'd you work? <laughs> What store? Uh, Saturday matinee, the oh, video store yeah. upstairs by JC Penney's, right on, exactly. which only recently closed. Did it's it? only like a couple of years ago, but wow. it was like a video retail store. Yeah, there like were no you rentals. Could actually buy you, movies. Yeah. When I started working there, they still had laser discs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yep. I found I was in a record store a little while ago, and I found a, uh, it was mixed in with records. Uh, it was a laser disc of the Batman of, of Batman. I thought, mm -hmm. and I thought it was the Batman soundtrack. I'm like, oh, sweet! This is every like, every song, and this is Prince. <laughs> I want it. And then I looked at it like, oh fuck, it's a laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get, now I gotta get a time machine to go back in time to, to find a laser disc player. So yeah, I I'm sure somebody's got it. one somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we used to go. Um, after work, uh, one of the gals, my friend Kim, we used to go to the Laughing Lion all the yep. time, which is currently Table 32, where I host an open mic. Um, but that was just our spot to go drink and hang out. And we were there one night, and this big, doofy dude with long, long, scraggly hair was playing with his brother. Uh, I think they were calling themselves at the time Big Boss Sausage and the Missing Link as their duo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they were they were playing, they were doing their thing, and uh, we were drinking. And at some point, I stood up to walk to the bathroom, and I kicked my bar stool out, kind of like across the bar, you know, accidentally. It was just, you know, like, had a couple drinks, being silly. And, uh, if you know, M Mingo called me out on it. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he might have written a little song about it, kind of on the spot. And we've as been fast friends ever do. since. <laughs> Oh, he's great. He's so much fun to work oh, with. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite people in the whole wide world. Heart bigger than anybody I know. Oh, for sure. He's been so, like, you know, he was so great to me. I mean, like, when I when I first moved back from Phoenix and, like, I met you, and then you and you had said to me, you got to go check out this open mic at the Greeks up on, mm -hmm. on Tuesdays. You, you you sent me to Mingo. <laughs> and I, I met Mingo, and he, and with, I don't know, we, 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 we BS, we talked for, like, I don't know, 
10, 15 minutes at the Greeks just talking shop. And then and then I started playing, and he jumped up and started playing with me and, and Mikey and Victor. And I don't know. He just looked at me. He's like, hey, man, you know, you know, give me your number. If, uh, you know, if, you know, if, if I want to jam or anything, I'll give you a call. I was like, yeah, great. And then the next day he calls me. Hey, I got this gig at Panther Pub on Friday. You want to you wanna come play with me? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I had no idea what the set list was going to be. No, like, no clue. And, oh, I never knew and, what it was going to be. And he, like, he does those really weird, the Carpathian the arrangements. Carpathian. And he's like, just it's we're going to do Honky Talk Women, but it's an A minor. I'm like, it's A minor? Okay, sure. Let's do this. <laughs> And you know, we rolled. It's by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> he's, he's so over the top. It is uh, his, his ever-changing light show. Yep, yep. And the king of grabbing an audience and oh, sucking sure. them in. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, amazing he, at it. Like it was, it, you know, it was so funny because I met I met you and then I met Mingo and and soon after we started co-hosting open mics together and I was so grateful for you giving me the end of some of these rooms. You know, it was it really meant a lot, and and Mingo was was pointing me towards all these different rooms, and it was and he he had said something to me, and uh, I think we talked we we said it in the PD Brody interview we talked about it, but he had said um, we were driving back from Woodstock one day, and he he said if we're you know in this business if we're not helping each other up we're pushing each other down. That's exactly it. And it's funny because he said it, and I've I've quoted him on that so many times, and he doesn't remember the conversation. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so like yeah, but that is his essence. You it's know? exact. It's, it, it truly is. Yeah, and, but and, most and, commonly uttered phrases, we're all in this together. Yeah, you know, as it, artists, it as resonated venues, so, as it resonated, you know, like right through me, and and I, you know, so I've tried to, you know, to pass that on to to everyone, and just you know, because we are really in, we are in this together, yeah, and and yeah. there is plenty of work for the people who deserve it, you know. So you know, it's you know, he's he's just like. He's a, he's a modern day philosopher. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. He's a Renaissance man. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and a Carpathian. And a Carpathian. <laughs> Possibly a robot. Perhaps. Maybe. He I doesn't look know, a lot that... different than when I met him like 20 something years really, ago. It's amazing how like cuz I've seen I've seen pictures. I've known him that long, like nearly as long as you, but like I've seen pictures of him from back in the day and I'm like it's like, where does he keep his time machine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to borrow this time machine. Maybe he's not a robot. Maybe he's more of an android. I think, like, like you ever see the Highlander? No. You ever see the Highlander? Well, it's uh, I, it's like this race of uh, Scottish immortals. Maybe maybe he's a Highlander. Uh, maybe. Oh. Well, and also and the Carpathia. Only way to kill him is to chop off Isn't his that head. like, uh, you know, Transylvania, that's all in the same neck of the woods. Maybe he's a vampire. He could be a vampire. You don't often see him in the daylight. I've never seen him look in the mirror. Oh. I've never seen him look in a mirror either. Come Ooh. to think of it, I think we're onto something. We may have just figured out the secret of Mingo Lodge. Right. Well, <laughs> well, we've at least figured out his hairstyle because he never looks in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's um like? You've you've recorded quite a bit. Yep, I have three records that have been out uh, for a while, um, and I do a lot of vocal work for like some other friends. Um, I think most recently I sat in and recorded with my friend Patrick Fitzsimmons, who is a wonderful songwriter. He also plays drums in From Good Homes. Right on. Uh, they and they just put a new record out, which is freaking awesome. By the way, I can't like sing its praises enough. I can't take it out of my car. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't know they really came out with a new one. They did. They came out with a new one. Um, they promoted it this summer. They did a they did a shindig at Waterloo again. Yeah, well, which I, I, sadly saw, I, I missed, saw I saw they were playing out. I, yep, I, I was like, yep. great, they're back. And they, yeah. I didn't know they I didn't know they had an album. They out do. Out. They have a new oh, album out. And it's awesome. It's oh my great. god, I gotta go check that out. Yep. <laughs> take a note. Don't write that down. We gotta, we, we gotta pick up uh, the new From Good Homes. I don't record. have any paper. I'll put it on my hand. Just use this. 
<laughs> That's how Tori Amos takes song requests, by the way, on her hand. Ah. <laughs> I love Tori Amos. She's oh, great. Oh, dude, I was obsessed. I actually spent a good chunk of time in the 90s uh, searching for the, for the perfect red hair dye and lipstick <laughs> in my quest to be Tori Amos. I had a I had a, I had a girlfriend who was just so into Tori Amos, which meant I was now had to be into Tori Amos. But like, it didn't take long for me to be like, "Wow, she's she's really good. She's amazing, and she's so pretty, and she makes piano sexy." And it's like, like how do you do that? And, mm-hmm. But she does it because she plays barefoot. And she's just like biting her lip and she's singing. I'm like, oh my god, you're so hot! Oh my god, I want to make out with Tori Amos. <laughs> so, um, like, um. When you while you're on your first record, like like how long ago was the first record? First record was actually a long time ago. So the first record, uh, we call it Joe's Basement because my old bass player Joe, one of my uh, oldest musical cohorts, we used to jam together in his basement in high school in his parents' house. Uh, never did anything with the music that we used to play together. We would just get together in the basement. But it seemed like an appropriate name for the right. first record. Uh, that happened. My friend Alan Bowers, who's a wonderful drummer and producer and uh, recording, he but he. Was was just getting into recording at this time, so he kept seeing me at all these open mics, and he would, you know, hey, you got a record out? I'm like, dude, I'm a painter. I live in Denville. I don't have a record out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, hey, hey, you got a record out yet? Now, now, dude, I'm still a painter that just like comes to open mics. Now I don't have a record out. <laughs> so he's like, you know, we, we, I could, I could help you make one. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> I would like to make a record. So we recorded Joe's Basement over the course of probably a year and a half or so. Uh, we did it whenever he had time and we had studio space. We recorded it on 8ATS, uh, ah, some old technology. Yeah. And um, like we recorded the scratch tracks in his old apartment, which was over a barn somewhere up in Stokes State Forest. And we recorded the rhythm tracks in a gun shack in Sussex County. And then most of the rest of it was recorded in a doctor's office. What? There was an abandoned doctor's office where it was, but it was great because it had all the little rooms, you know, so it was great yeah. to set up like vocal booths and stuff. It, sounds, it worked out perfectly. It sounds like the beginning of a true crime novel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But little by little, we, we plugged away at it and uh, put that out and he mixed it and... Um, that came out in, I think, 2002, about, maybe 2003, by the time we got it all dotted and crossed off. Yeah. And then I didn't put anything else out for, um, like, over 10 years. Uh, when did... I, then I, I finally, I was like, okay, I need to make another record. Because through that time, I kind of pushed myself to get a little more into music. It's always been kind of, like, coming and going in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone through different career paths, but music has always kind of been a thing where I'm like, oh, I, I have to have some of that. <laughs> it can't yeah. go away. Oh, it's... Mm-hmm. You know? It's, yeah. li- it's the lifeblood. Yeah. You know? It's- so in 2015, I think, is when we put together The Cabin Sessions, which is an EP that we recorded at Tim Dempsey's house, who plays guitar and banjo in my band Birdgrass. And... I still have... I still have... Uh, the cab, the cabin says. The cabin, yeah, it was, yeah. It's really good. Oh, it thanks, it's, you know, it's it's funny too. I was I was at the Market Street Mission last summer with my buddy Danny, and, we, and, and there was a copy of it. Oh no, kidding! I swear to God, that's it, amazing. It, like in, the, in the CD bin, like I'm looking through the records, and like you know, oh, there's CDs I've too. I've cool. made it. And I'm flipping through to it. a secondhand store. <laughs> I feel amazing. like that's a level of success. Yeah, <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard, and I was so mad because I didn't have my. It was like I didn't have my phone on me. I, I left that. Like Danny picked me up, and we went. We went like you know, just like to the mission and the, all these other spots just like secondhand stores just like going mm-hmm. hunting, and I left my phone and was like, ah, screw it, I don't need it. And then I'm in, I'm in. 
Market Street Mission, and there it is. And I was like, oh, oh this is I, this is why cameras are on phones now. This is why I should have my phone because this is hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. And I was like, I should buy it, but I already have a copy. <laughs> I already bought a copy. Look, I don't need to buy it twice. Oh, that's so cool. Somebody else. I should have. Yeah. I should have bought it and like gifted it. Ah. I got more in the car. You can buy another one. Awesome. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was three bucks at the mission. That's okay. That's okay. I had probably already made my five bucks on it. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so you, because um, you're you're so busy. You're 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 pretty much you're busier than I am. You play almost seven. You're playing like six, seven nights a week. Uh, I'm usually consistently performing five days a week. Is it five? So a lot of times, though, I have double headers on the weekends. Right on. So I'm performing usually like six to seven times a week. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking great. It's, it's cool. And a lot of times, Mondays and Tuesdays, I end up at a rehearsal anyway. So. <laughs> right. No, even though I'm not outperforming, I'm still playing a lot, which is, it's good. I, I started making the transition into full-time music um, probably about, four or five years ago mm -hmm. where I was like I had been painting for a long time which I still do on the side sometimes and I love it I do like faux finishing like stencils and marbleizing and wood graining and it's just it's fun but I, I just you know, it was just the music was calling too loud I was like okay 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 I, I, shh 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 <laughs> I will do this <laughs> well, you're killing settle it. down you're killing it <laughs> it's, it's fun I'm able to right now and it's cool and, you, and, you, and you've toured yeah, yeah. I mean, touring, you know, playing bars all across America. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's, it's a tour. Yeah, yeah you're getting, yeah. you know, you know, you're getting out of your, you know, out of your neighborhood mm -hmm. and, and doing your thing, and people are liking it in, in other states, you know, across yeah. the country. It's, which, it's you know, a lot it's, of fun to get out on the road. That's one of the appeals of doing this full time. Is right. you know, it's a very mm -hmm. mobile office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My yeah, it's, my my office is always a mess. <laughs> yeah, you know? my office is usually pretty wrecked. I'm always in. I never give the cleaning lady a chance to come in. You know, so. I got one of these days. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna pull over and grab a leaf blower. <laughs> just, just do it. Forget the vacuum because I'll just. I'll just clog the bag like that. No, just leaf blower. Send all the like. There's there's there's, there's cigarette butts and, and like ash and and bits of tobacco everywhere. So the yeah. last the last time I stopped at like a like a like a car wash with the, like the vacuum thing. Um, I ended up clogging the, that, that industrial vacuum with tobacco <laughs> shake, and it got it got hot. And I like I was like, like it's, like I thought someone was like smoking a cigarette. And I looked back, and no, the vacuum machine is just about to catch fire, <laughs> and all the tobacco caught in the oh, caught no. in the vent. Like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so um, how like how far out have you gone? You've gotten out to Oregon, right? Yeah, I've been out to the West Coast and back. Um, yeah, up to uh, Tacoma, Seattle, that area. Nice. I did that um, in 2016. And that trip was inspired by my cousin's wedding. Uh, my cousin Elizabeth, she wanted my sisters and I to perform at her wedding somehow. She's like, I don't know how. I don't know if you want it at the wedding or the Sarah, like. The, I, I want you to be involved musically. I was like, well, if I got to get out there with all my gear, I may as well like just you know put together a show like every well, day smart. that I can on my way out there just mm -hmm. so that I could, you know, pay for the gas and all that stuff. So I was gone for just just about three weeks, I think. Um, yeah, I actually took a long drive out to Asheville to begin that one and then went through Nashville and then St. Louis and then uh, uh, further out in Missouri, um, Kansas City. Okay. Colorado. Uh, Salt Lake City, Boise, 
I haven't thought about this in a while. Then Oregon, <laughs> Portland, and then up to Tacoma, and I was up there for the weekend. I had a couple of gigs with my buddy Ryan and did the whole wedding thing. And then on the way back, I hit uh, Missoula and then Jackson Hole and back through Colorado, um, Omaha, uh, Indiana. Did, ended up coming through Pittsburgh again yep. and back back home damn <laughs> yeah al says hello by the way uh, i'm going to see, i'm going to see her this weekend actually nice but, uh, awesome <laughs> she's like you got mary bird in today tell her i said hi yay hello <laughs> that's so cool did it get like when you're on the road you know was there, did, was there any like like anytime it got like kind of spooky like like you got like kiss your you're you're not from around there. You you don't know anybody. You're you know you're in Missoula. Missoula, Missoula. <laughs> like, no, Missoula was, was cool. Um, I had most of the nights I knew where I was sleeping. I right. had like a couple of nights though. Probably one of my um, the sketchiest ones when I did Kansas City. Um, I didn't really know anybody out there, and it was just one of those shot in the dark things. You know, you send out forty five thousand emails, and the first bar that responded like, "Yes, we'll pay you on Saturday night." I'm like, "Boom, done, booked." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I got out there, and it was it was a pretty divey joint, and it was not in a great part of town. And actually, the woman behind the bar, <laughs> she's like, "You're out here all by yourself, young lady." Oh no! <laughs> I was like, she's like, "Does your mother know where you are?" Like, she literally <laughs> asked me that, and I was like, "Oh well, right now, not really, no." <laughs> she. She was like, well, you should go out of town before you go to sleep tonight. I was like, done. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. I went out of town, found a camp, a Jellystone campground a little out of town. And, you know, that was one of those little tiny, I was like, oh, am I stupid? (laughs) Was this this really a smart idea? But for the most part, it was great, though. Actually, uh, Boise was one of my most fun nights I got out there once again. I had no idea where I was sleeping that night. I didn't know anybody out there. Uh, Show up to the bar. It was a Tuesday, and the guy that had booked me wasn't working there anymore. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. So they really didn't really know I was coming. I've been there. (laughs) Oh, it's the worst. So I go, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm Mary Bird. I'm here to play. And they're like, who, what, why? I was like... (laughs) Oh, you know, like Joe Schmo, you know, I kind of remember him talking about a girl from New Jersey rolling through. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, like, what's, what's, I'm supposed to play from nine to midnight. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be, get paid X, Y, and Z. And they were like, well, you know, that's fine. But if you start at nine o'clock, there's gonna be nobody in this bar. So uh, uh, it was probably about 530. They were like, can you, can you, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm set up. I'll set up. Let's go. And, um, so I played from six to nine, and it was this biker bar that was like not even in town. It was kind of like right off the highway. It felt like a rest stop. <laughs> but there happened to be a forest fire going on up the road, so there were a whole bunch of people that couldn't get home that were stuck at the bar. Wow! <laughs> and there you were. And there I was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fire. So I'm singing, singing all these songs, you know, some originals, some covers, and you know, people were loving it. I made great tips that night. I sold a bunch of records and you know at some point I was sitting outside having a smoke and so yeah what brings a Jersey girl to Boise on a Tuesday <laughs> so I'm telling my story and I got a tip for a great campground that night which was one of my favorite nights ever of being out on the road I went out to it was just across the Oregon border right on the uh, Columbia River and it was a full moon that night perfect weather I didn't put my rain fly up I was just like out there like oh feeling very empowered you know <laughs> It's like this is cool. That's yeah, awesome. That's that's some big sky country. Oh god, it's beautiful out there. No light pollution. 
Nope, no. Nope. It's like I, I, in my travels across this big, stupid country, I, one of my favorite things to do is pull over at three o'clock in the morning, shut the headlights off, and just look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just, just. I've, I've done it. I've done it a few times. I'll just. It's like it's just too perfect right now. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just pull over, just sit on the hood of my car. Oh yeah. And just look up and just ah oh, wow and just it's like you, it's like kind of we get stars here. You know, and like, and where I live is nice. Like, I'm kind of tucked between Route 10 and Route 46, so like, I don't get a lot of light pollution. Straight up, I mm-hmm. see a lot of stars, but and like Sussex County's got great. Yeah, I was gonna say Stillwater. You get the Milky Way out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you for do. sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Mike, my, uh, my guitar player, Mikey, lives up that way, and yeah, it's gorgeous. But like, it's nothing like when you get up to like the Northwest and like you know, mi- like Middle America, where there's nothing. Maine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maine, yeah, Maine. Maine's like that too. Yeah, it's, Adirondacks actually. Adirondacks are phenomenal because you're in the middle of that big park, and right. the couple of towns that there are are very small towns. So I've seen some of some of my favorite stars out there, or like out in the desert. That's where you really yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, like like going like like going like I forty through like like Arizona, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just because it's just a flat and dead. There's nothing. There's nothing. And when when it's nighttime, it's there's no there's no overhead highway lights on, on nope. a lot of these stretches yeah. of the highway. So even that's not there. So yeah, you just it's just look. And just oh my god, it's like it's just it's like a painting up there. It's mm. just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I miss the road. I get a bit of wanderlust <laughs> in me lately. I've been kind of wanting to get the hell back out there, but but ah oh, man, I have too many shows here. It's like I'm just booked. <laughs> like I, like I, so I, I had friends asking me if I wanted to go see Dead and Company. Like you know, Bob Dylan tickets, this that. Like I'm booked. Should ask me three months ago. Like I wouldn't have booked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Like, it's just the way it is. Oh man. So, um, are you working on anything now? Like, are you rec- are you working on like the next EP uh, or LP? Or? In my head. <laughs> Definitely. So I've phase a, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been antsy to get a new thing out. Um, I did put a, a back record out in sixteen. Um, I did a birdgrass record uh, with my band Birdgrass. We did the same homemade kind of studio recording. And um, yeah, I have a bunch of new tunes and a couple of old ones that have never really seen the light of day too much. And I've been working with the Serati Trio, who are just like stupid good like amazing and my friend Caleb Estee on drums and uh, we've been working out a lot of my songs we actually played a show Saturday at the Middle Valley Community Center in Long Valley it's a sweet little listening room and it was like one of my favorite shows to date it was just you know nerve wracking because I'm used to being in a loud chatty bar you know like getting ignored and there I am (laughs) you know like with these amazing musicians in front of a bunch of people who are sitting at tables just staring it's at me. Actually, you know, I'm like, it's weird when they're actually listening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get very nervous. Yeah, but it was lovely. So I want to do I want to do my next thing with them. Nice. You know, and then maybe like throw a couple of little bells and whistles. But I want to do do something a little more than I've done. My last couple of records have been very bare bones, just like get it out, get it done. And I want to do something a little more something a little more difficult to replicate live. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, would you like to uh, would you like to play as a song now? Uh, one of your originals because we're, we're wrapping up part one just All about right. now. I could do that. So let's hear a little bit from Mary Bird. All right. Play a, something that'll be involved on the next. Ooh. Whoa. Never don't, mind. Don't break another show. <laughs> Pay no attention to the peanut gallery over here. <laughs> All right. Put on a capo. 
A capo? A capo. You know, We're I'm, the only people in America that call it a capo. Everybody else calls it a capo. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. I've been, I've been, I found that out from a fellow who also asked to borrow a plectrum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is apparently overachiever. A I was like, um, no, he was. He was like, from I know Scotland. it's called that. He was just from Scotland. He's like, Matt, do you have a plectrum I could borrow? I was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Plectrum. Electrum. A plectrum. A plectrum. Uh, when I was, I, I was. At least you didn't ask was, to borrow, uh, you know, a rubber. I was <laughs> a rubber. Which is an eraser in England. Oh. oh, it's an eraser in England. Yes, the thing you learn good. when you hang out with people from other countries. You're like, right? excuse me, I'll give it back when I'm done. No, 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 no. I'm back. <laughs> that doesn't work that if way. I'm gonna dude. give it to you. You're just gonna have it, dude. Remember when I was uh, I was jamming in my in my basement when I was a kid with with uh, with Mike Cologne, and uh, he pulled out a capo for a song, and my dad just looked at me and goes, "Those those were illegal in New Jersey." <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? The musicians aren't allowed to use those. It's against the rules. He's like, oh. So he like, he, my, he thought my dad was like dead serious. Like, God damn it! Puts it down. He's like breaking his hand trying to make this chord and like get it to sound like if it was capoed. Oh no! So I'll, I use my cheer all the time. What are we gonna hear? This I've been calling the fire song. It may, it may change. It may not. Well, you're hearing it here first, kids. It's going to be on Google Play and on the iTunes and uh, Spotify, the place where you can find our podcast. And you're going to hear this song first right here, The Fire. Sweet harmony. 
Jesus. Oh my, you're so good. I can't stop staring at your pickle. <laughs> That's my, my my friend Renee got me this notepad for Christmas last I year. I love Renee. It's pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. Rick and Morty. For those of you who don't see what I'm looking at, it's a pen that's shaped like a pickle. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's nothing funny going on in here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh never. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. That's Mary Bird. Ain't she something, Dylan? Yeah. That's one of my very favorite people in the whole wide world. We just... mine, mine too, and it's it's funny because I knew her brother Mike for years before I met her. And yeah, I can, the baby bird. I can totally see, you know, it all makes sense. Oh, for sure. He was actually for uh, for for a hot minute there. Uh, Mike was uh, in, in running in contention to be the replacement drummer for Spanakopita. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, and he uh, then he he ended up getting a a, a really good uh, day job. And he didn't have the time to commit, mm. um, but he is a great drummer. He is. Um, and Kathy's Kathy uh, uh, Mary's Mary's sister is a great is a great drummer as well. She just got married. Congratulations, Kathy Yay. and Pete. You kids made yourselves a very pretty couple. I'm very happy for them. <laughs> but that was that was part one of uh, of our of our long awaited Mary Bird interview, and you can listen to it. On Google Plus, play Google Play. Google Play. That's what it's called. You can listen to it on Google Play, and on the iTunes, and on the Spotify's, mm -hmm. and uh, and you can also uh, you can you know still check it out on SoundCloud. But if you're going to go to any of those platforms, please do us a favor and give it five stars, because the more the more the more good ratings we get, um, you know that's that's how we get to make millions of dollars. Apparently, that's, yeah. that's what I understand the algorithm does. You're good too. The quest for more ratings. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so ends the first era of You Good. Right. <laughs> the sequel. And as always, kids, this show is brought to us by our good friends at the Original Music School of Morristown, shaping young minds for over 15 years. Some of the best music teachers in the business, helping kids to find themselves, find their sound, find their find their 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 way through this wacky world of being musicians. So you want to check this place out. The first lesson's free. So go to originalmusicschool.com or call 973-998-8977. And Dylan's going to be the guy answering the phone. Ain't that right, Dilly? That's true. That is true. That, that was part one of the Mary Bird interview. See you next time for part two. <laughs> McClunky. McClunky, <laughs> son of a bitch! Folks, you've been listening to Ya Good, hosted by Nick Kina and produced by me, Dylan Jacobus. Intro and outro music written, recorded, and performed by the very same fellas. And as always, this show is brought to you by the Original Music School, your one-stop shop for lessons, production, and recordings such as this. Be sure to follow you good on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Music, and Google Play. And please give us five stars. And thank your lucky stars. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest and brand new tunes for your ears to enjoy. Stay safe. Don't talk to strangers. And tune in next time for you good. You good. <laughs>